Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So we want to welcome you today on this beautiful Lord's Day. Getting a bunch of vitamin D, vitamin K, and all kinds of vitamins from the sun. You're working on your tan. I just want to remind you that two weeks ago it, it snowed in some places, okay? It snowed two weeks ago in some places near here. So just keep that in mind. We had frost. People lost their plants and their flowers. So we live in a very unique area. I want to talk to you today for just a few moments about memorials. I want to share with you some things the Lord has given me, and so I want to give it to you as well. A memorial can be a noun. It can be part of a an adjective as part of a memory. As a noun, something designed to preserve the memory of a person, an event, or a happening, like a monument or a holiday. It can be a written statement of facts presented to a sovereign, a legislative body, etc., as the ground of or expressed in the form of a petition of remembrance. As an adjective, as an adjective, it is preserving the memory of a person or thing commemorative, such as a memorial service, to the, or just to be in the act of a remembering and pertaining to the memory of something. So I want to ask each of us today, what is our memorials looking like today? What is each of our memorials looking like today? All through the scriptures, God has used memorials. Exodus chapter 3, verse 13, And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I tell them? And God said unto Moses, We all have quoted this verse before, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Verse 15, And God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. I want you to think about this. God was going to use the memory of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as a memorial and as a reminder to the children of Israel 
who was talking and who was sending Brother Moses there. He said, and this is my memorial unto all generations. God is in the memorials. God is in the landmarks. God is into contact points. God is into events in our lives, circumstances in our lives. And we all have memorials in our lives. I have memorial, memorials in my life. I have memorials in my life of, in my natural journey on this earth. A certain thing happened on the 4th of July. I, I know where I was. Do you know where you were on July 4th, 1986? I know where I was. Do you know what happened on July 4th, 1974 in Garrett County, Maryland? I know what happened. I've got to think about July 4th, it sounds like. July 4th, 1974, we had a huge rainstorm, thunderstorm, and flash flooding. I'll never forget it. 1986, July 4th, I was in at my cousin's house in Philadelphia outside of just outside of Philadelphia and that is the year that the Statue of Liberty was reopened after its renovation and I remember watching it on television and President Reagan and First Lady Nancy Reagan were there and the fireworks and they, there were so many fireworks in New York Harbor that they actually recorded gale force winds from the fireworks after the Statue of Liberty was reopened. Those are memorials in my life, in my natural life. And then I go back to my spiritual walk. My spiritual journey begins sometime in 1974 when I was baptized in water in the name of Jesus. The next spiritual memorial and monument that I have in my life is June 6th, 1981, where I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in a little a town called Columbia, Maryland, in an outdoor tabernacle that the church that I was associated with and the group of churches, they had rented a Church of God campground in Columbia. And I remember what the preacher preached. He preached on Ain't no rock like my rock. His name was Charlie Mahaney. And I remember that night so well. So each of us have monuments in our lives and in our memory. We're built that way. God has built us that way. Exodus chapter 12 and verse number 12, God said this to the children of Israel and to Moses. I will pass through the land of Egypt this night. And I will smite all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And this is what the Lord said in verse 13. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. 
It's very important that we have the blood of Jesus applied to our lives. Not only to our life individually, but to our house and our family. God wants his blood active in our lives. He said this, when I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. God wanted his blood to be on those houses. God wanted there to be a distinction and a separation between Egypt and the world and the earth and us. God wanted there to be a separation between Egypt and Israel. When there was darkness in Egypt for three days, there was light in Israel. When there were flies and frogs in Egypt, there was no flies or frogs in Israel. There's a separation that God wants to give all of us. And it's dependent on us to allow that to happen in our lives. And God said then in verse 14 of Exodus chapter 12, And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and you shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. You're going to keep this as a memorial of what I'm going to do in this event. You see, God wants you to have memorials in your life. God wants you to have victories that produce memorials in your life. God wants us to be victorious. God wants us to be a people of overcoming power. God wants you and I to overcome things in our lives. He wants you to be a victorious Christian. He wants you to be a potent, powerful Christian. Whoa, even more powerful than that last scene. He wants you to be a potent, powerful Christian. He wants you to have victory in your lives. He said, and this day shall be a memorial for you. Just a few weeks ago, back in April, we celebrated Passover. Christians celebrate Easter or the resurrection. The Jews are celebrating Passover because that is the time when the Lord passed over the houses that had the blood on them, passed over the families that had the blood applied on those homes to smite the land of Egypt. And God delivered his children out of Egypt. You see, memorials become reminders. Memorials become reminders. It reminds you of where you were. It reminds you of what happened. It reminds you of where you are now. It reminds us of transition. It reminds us of change. It reminds us of laying one system down and picking up another system. For that's what we've all done. We've laid down one system and picked up another system. We've laid down the system of our flesh. We've laid down the system of the world in our lives. Psalm says that we are born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And we're born in sin and we're shaped in iniquity. We're born sinners. And there has to come a time where we have that change from our fleshly nature 
to our spiritual nature. And so this memorial becomes a reminder. Not only that, it becomes a memorandum or a record. It becomes a record in our lives that on this day, at this place, because of these circumstances, a memorial has to be erected because a change took place. And so when that change takes place, we want to remember that. God is in the memorials. God is into keeping the record. If you think back, I didn't include it in my notes, but the children of Israel, when they passed over the Jordan River into the promised land, the Bible says that they were going to pass over into the promised land. And at the time of the year that they were going to pass over, it was the time of year when there were rains, heavy rains, and there was flooding. And the Bible says that the Jordan River overflows its banks all the time at that point of the year. So it was a flooding situation. But God said, what I want you to do, Joshua, is I want you to get the priest. And I want the priest to put on their shoulders the Ark of the Covenant, which represents the presence of the Lord. And when the priest's feet touch the water of the Jordan River, I am going to dry up the rivers downstream because I'm going to roll back the rivers upstream. And you're going to be able to go across on dry ground. And so that happened. Just like the Lord said it would. The high priest's feet touched the water and the waters ceased to flow downstream and were walled up upstream because God gave a word and they obeyed. Before they completely crossed the Jordan, they took stones, 12 large stones, and in the middle of the river, they piled them up high that that would be a memorial of the day that the Lord opened the Jordan River for them to pass into the promised land. So all through the Old Testament, there's monuments and memorials. But I want to go to the New Testament now. I want to go to the book of Acts, Acts chapter number 12. Oh, I'm sorry, verse chapter 10, I'm sorry. Acts 10, verse 1. Acts 10, 1. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius. A centurion, he was a soldier in the Roman army, of the band called the Italian band. The Italians were getting ready to get some fame in the book of Acts. And this centurion, Cornelius, verse 2 of Acts chapter 10, describes him as a devout man, one that feared God with all of his house which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. So he feared God. He gave, he prayed to God always. Verse 3, he saw in a vision 
evidently about the ninth hour of the day, which would have been about 3 p.m. An angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. Thy prayers and thy alms have come up as a memorial before God. You see, Cornelius, every time he prayed, put a brick on that memorial. Every time he fasted, he put a brick and a block on that memorial. Every time that he gave alms and helped the poor and those in need, he put another brick on that memorial. And the angel was sent by the Lord to tell Cornelius, you have built a memorial before me and now I'm going to bless you. Let me bring this to your attention today and to your consideration that maybe some things haven't happened in our lives that we ask God and seek God to do simply because we haven't been tending to building our memorial. We haven't simply been giving to the Lord our memorial and our monument material because we've been diverted and we've been slack. Notice this, that Cornelius number one in his memorial was made up of several different ingredients. Number one, he was a devout man. That translates, he was a good, godly man. So Cornelius was a good, godly man. Probably when he was running patrols with his fellow centurions, and they started to talk about off-color off things, possibly, and dirty jokes, and Cornelius didn't listen to it. Cornelius kind of just ignored it and walked away. He didn't participate when they all went to the pub on Friday night. All the centurions, the, they just got their paycheck, so they're going to go get them a few dilly-dillies, not dilly bars. Now, we're not talking about dilly bars. You can get dilly bars. Now, apparently, you know, pastors had a lot of dilly bars. You can tell that today. Amen. Don't have my jacket on to hide that multitude of sins. On Friday night, he didn't go out and drinking with the boys. He was a godly man. He was a man that put his attention on God. The next line says that he feared God with all of his house. He was alarmed. He was vigilant. He kept watch over what was given to him. We're going we're gonna to have to keep watch over what God has given us, brothers and sisters. We're going to have to watch as husbands and take care of our wives and children, not just in a financial way, but in a spiritual way as well. It's time that we as men step up to the plate and become the leader of the house in a spiritual sense and say, we're going to church, we're going to prayer meeting, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, because Cornelius was alarmed and vigilant and he was looking out for what the Lord had given him charge over. 
He was a man of authority. He understood all of this. The next line says that he gave much alms to the people. He gave much alms to the people. That translates in the Greek that many compassionate gestures, gestures toward the poor came from Cornelius' heart. He saw someone in need and he helped them. He built that memorial from generosity. And then the last line of his description was that he prayed to God always, which means that he petitioned God every day. We're now getting ready to open up things again. We're now getting ready to kind of go back to normal or what everybody's calling the new normal. In retrospect, I hope we haven't looked at these last few months and realized that we could have done more and we wasted some opportunity. In retrospect, I can hope and pray that we took full use and advantage of what time that we had when we were supposed to be sheltered down to take care of not only physical situations, fixing up around the house, doing this, doing that, but also in our spiritual walk with the Lord. I pray today, and I'm getting ready to close, I pray today that we will look at this as a time to erect a memorial that in this quarantine, in this time of shutdown, that I worked on my spiritual life. I hope we worked as much on our spiritual life as we did on social media. I hope we worked on our relationship with the Lord as much as we did other things. I hope that we found a balance today. Have we, as a devout man, have we been working on our personal relationship with the Lord? I'm closing today. Right now, I'm closing. You're going to get me some music. Right now, we say, have I been diligent in what the Lord is wanting to do in my personal relationship. Cornelius feared God with all of his house. Are we leading our families in the fear and in the respect of the Lord? Are we leading them today? Are we leading them tomorrow? Have we led them yesterday in the fear of the Lord? And to realize that the Lord is the number one priority in all of our lives. Now I'm not saying you can't live a life. I'm not saying you can't go shopping. If you want to go shopping. I'm not saying you can't go play golf. I'm not saying you can't buy a house. I bought a house. I can't. I'm not saying you can't have investments. I have investments. I'm not telling you that you have to become a monk, get you a dark brown woolly robe hoodie, put it over your head, 
go into the Himalayas and write down scriptures all day, thoughts all day, philosophies all day. You can't have a life. But have we Matthew 6.33 where we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Because the next phrase of that verse says, and all of these things will be added unto you. Maybe I haven't got what I need because I haven't sought him first in my life. That, go, that goes right along with and parallels right with, guess what? Building a memorial. Building a memorial. How about this? Cornelius gave much alms to the people. What's our level of generosity? What's our level of giving? I'm not just talking about tithes and offerings. I'm talking about attention and time. I'm talking about talent. God has given all of us talent. And it seems that some people with all this talent on their workplace and all this talent on their job, when they come to church, they unscrew their brains and leave their brains parked in their car and just come in and worship and then leave, put the brains back in and go home and go back to work. I'm talking about using your talent also for the kingdom of God. I'm talking about using your talent for the glory of God as well. If you can use your talent for your workplace, you can use your talent for the kingdom of God. The Bible says that where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where your treasure is, hallelujah, there will your heart be also. So it's time for us to get a hold of our treasures and connect it with our hearts. Yes, this shutdown is coming into an end. It's coming to a closure. Things are going to be opening up in some manner, in some form. But are we doing everything that we possibly could for the kingdom? Are we building memorials in our lives that one day God will be able to see with his eyes? And the last description of Cornelius was that he prayed to God always. He prayed to God always. This walk of the Christian walk, we might believe in it a little different than other places and other churches. You see, I have been birthed into the kingdom. John chapter 3, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John 3, 3. John 3, 5 says, except a man be born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom. I've been born into the family of God. I have a family, a natural family. I live with that family. I function with that family. I eat with that family. I talk to that family. My life is intertwined with each one of my family members. Brothers and sisters, we're in the family of God. It's the same thing. Our meal should be with him. I talked about this a week or two ago. 
I don't like just coming in and throwing down a plate of food and just starting eating. I like we try to get everybody at the table if we can. And I like to pray together first. What am I doing? I'm putting a brick. I'm putting a stone on my monument, my memorial. Because if I don't remember him in the little things, I'll, I'll not know him or find him in the big things that I need. It's little things. This is an everyday walk. It's not from event to event. All of you, most of you work outside the home. You've been working with people who get a paycheck on Friday. And what are they talking about? We're going to go buy beer and we're going to the lake. We're going to go buy beer. How about this in Illinois now? We're going to go buy 29 grams of cannabis. And it's legal. And we're going to go to the lake. We're going to go on a trip this weekend. And they all come back to work on Monday. Talking about what? This coming weekend. What are we going to do this weekend? Now the kingdom's not like that. It's not event to event. The kingdom's not like that. It's not weekend to weekend. The kingdom is a daily walk and a daily building of the memorials that we have put before the Lord. So, as I bring this to a close, I'd like to pray. If you'll join me in prayer. Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, I know we can't touch everybody right now, but your spirit can. Your spirit, God, can move in every car right now. Your spirit can move in this parking lot. Lord, ignite, ignite, God, the words of your book today, your word. Ignite those words today in our hearts. Let those flames begin to burn away the carnality in our lives. Let those flames begin to burn away those things, God, that hold us back from collecting more building material that we can continue to build in our memorial and in our monument. For Lord, Cornelius built so much that eventually it got your attention. Oh, and I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that, God, we would begin to build a memorial before you that will get your attention. And, God, your presence and your power fell on Cornelius. Let it fall on us in the name of Jesus. Bring to our minds right now, in the name of the Lord, by the power of your Spirit, bring to our minds right now situations and things that, God, need to be removed from our lives, that need to be taken out of our lives once and for all. We pray in the name of Jesus. And we say all this in Jesus' name. Somebody say it right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.